from the PSIA ASI Studios in Lakewood, Colorado. I'm George Thomas. You're listening to First Chair. And tonight we're going to be discussing a, an interesting topic. I, I think a discussion that needs to be had because I've actually heard this come up in my 36, wow, years now of teaching. And um, I, I'm really looking forward to hearing some, some good opinions on this. And we're joined by team members Zoe Mavis, Chris Rogers, and Josh Fogg. Zoe, Josh, Chris, thanks very much for taking the time to chat tonight. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. So oh, glad to be here, George. What I want to talk about with you all is, I mean, we're in mid-February, President's Weekend, and it's like, you know, we're only halfway through the season. And we've got instructors out there that have been working full-time since before Thanksgiving, and they're starting to experience burnout. And there's still a lot of days of teaching still to go. What are some things we can do for that full-time instructor who's got so much enthusiasm when they come into this job, as, as they should, because it's a wonderful job, but all of a sudden, they're getting really tired. Um, Josh, you want to just kind of kick in to start things off? Uh, sure, yeah. Uh, you know, I think that it's it's interesting in a lot of schools when you're, when you're new to the job and you're taking on full-time work is part of it is to recognize where the vast majority of the work in the world of snow sports instruction is it's in young children um it i i find it i found it funny through the 30 plus years that i've taught skiing that everything is very adult centric yet the vast majority of the work is with kids and um you know being able to it, it can be a very emotionally charged environment to work in uh and by that i mean i can think of some of the best days of teaching that i've ever had are with kids and some of the most frustrating days i've ever had in my life are with kids and that's kind of the nature of what you're getting into so recognizing that uh that if you are joining the this workforce full time and you're new to it and you're looking to get hours that's where the hours are and figuring out how to pace yourself and deal with the emotional roller coaster that you've that you've joined is is key i think to uh recognizing the reality of the situation and and what you've joined uh, and what you're a part of and that you're not alone in that journey now chris yeah i've taught full-time a number of seasons and you go into the season it's like i've got four and a half months to make money i will not refuse a lesson i mean i just always work and it's tiring is it ever okay to say no definitely it's important to to say no i I think it's really easy as we take something that that is a passion for most of us and and make it a job or make it a career uh it it gets it gets really those two things get very very confused sometimes and if you spend too much time working uh you you might lose some of that enthusiasm or some of that passion you have for why you got into it and kind of as josh was saying setting expectations for for our new hires is is super key um i I've, i've seen a lot of new new instructors come into our industry who 
really love to ski and snowboard. And so they're taking a job as an instructor because they want to be able to ski and snowboard. You don't see as many like teachers who are taking that job as a ski, or ski and snowboard instructor because they want to teach more. It's, it's often, you know, it's people that want to come ski and ride. And, and as we get, as, as Josh was saying, a lot of that first couple of seasons is going to be uh, kind of the, the bulk work, the working with kids group lessons. That's, that's what a lot of it is. And so, you know, as, as you get into it, there's always going to be those opportunities to work, work two, three weeks straight during our, our peak seasons. Um, and, and if you say yes all the time, you're going to get to a point where when you do finally get a day off, the last thing you're going to want to do is go, go ski or snowboard. And so I think it's really important to know yourself well enough to know how long can you say yes and when do you need those times you know and as you're planning your calendar out for the season to be able to say okay i need to i need these two days off and, and i'm going to do something fun with them zoe chris just said plan your calendar as a new instructor you're looking at that season and you're just signing up trying to get your commitment days you really need to work in days there for yourself though for training and education to maybe learn more so you could teach maybe a different lesson would that be something to think about absolutely i think you know we are um, fortunately, kind of moving in a direction in, as an industry of having things sort of planned out well in advance. When I first started, um, you know, we didn't have any sort of caps or didn't even know the names of the kids showing up the next day and whatever came in the door, we uh, we would accommodate. And so obviously our, our group sizes would flex for that and all the sort of things. So now we um, have a lot of systems at a lot of mountains to to plan ahead for those things. We know who's showing up. Um, we know what the days look like and we know what the season looks like ahead of time. So um, the biggest advice I can give to anybody who's kind of getting into the industry, maybe wanted to work a little bit more full time and and kind of have a go at it is be on top of it. Do your due diligence. Um most mountains are pretty happy with you having a little bit of autonomy over your own schedule. And so looking ahead for those opportunities for whether it's certification or training, right? Ways to, to get better at your job, plan those into your schedule. And like Chris said, the, the days off to go ski with friends, um, maybe take, you know, plan a, plan a trip somewhere new at some point during a lull. That's always a, an invigorating moment um, but then also plan around those busy times because those are great moments to to get some returners and get that all that work that there is there to be had. So um, I think, yeah, the name of the game is, is looking ahead um, so that you can gain a little bit more ownership over your own experiences. Uh, question to all three of you, and Josh, let's start with you. Um, but... You know, you've got an instructor on your staff who is new. They plotted out their calendar. They've got all their commitment days and they're getting tired. As a supervisor, maybe what what are some things you can look at in your staff that signal to you that hey, I need to I need to pull this person aside, have a chat with them and make sure everything's going okay. Uh yeah, you know, you see the you see frustration levels uh, ramp up. Uh, we all experience it. Like <laughs> nobody's immune, right? So I think that's the first piece to recognize. But but you see that outwardly manifested. You see our behaviors and actions change. Um, you know whether we become short or we start raising our voices or reinforcing. 
things in in kind of a pedantic way, if you will, you know, and I think that those are the things that stick out to me. And, and part of it is, you know, touching base with that person about what are they setting expectations for what's going on that just can't be fulfilled. Um, you know, when I, I see new people get frustrated, especially with kids, it's usually worth taking the time. And I, what I do is I listen pretty carefully to what's causing the frustration. And nine times out of 10, it is a little bit of lack of understanding of how kids either think, feel, or their physical development. So tapping right into the cat model and recognizing that that person is trying their best. The, the instructor's trying their best, but they may be unaware of the subtleties of, uh, of human development. And they're just kind of crashing up against a brick wall and that will create you know, burnout pretty quick. You know, uh, recognizing that little kids have little attention spans. <laughs> and if you expect them to have a longer attention span, it will drive you crazy because it's just not going to happen no matter no matter how you manage it so adjusting your expectations is pretty key chris uh you know i think another real key key thing to pay attention to is fatigue and and as um as those longer time periods uh, during our peak season you know as, as we get further and further into them you might have instructors that are working 10 12 14 days and and those are often uh, we, when you look at uh after actions on on injuries they're often uh preceded by long work stretches and, and fatigue playing a factor in, in a lot of the injuries we see in our instructor workforce and so you know at least checking in as a supervisor checking in with your instructors when you know they've been on those longer um 10 to 14 day stints and, and looking at you know is there a way that you could free them up to get them a day off is there is there a you know a shorter lesson a, a half day lesson that you could put them on for, for a day to give them a day to sleep in or, or you know what your options are you know that you might need to move somebody uh, again we don't like saying no to work so knowing knowing where they are in the in that window and and how many days that, that your staff has worked consecutively um puts you in a good place to be able to manage them zoe yeah i think uh you know i would definitely echo what josh and, and chris have shared I think it just comes down to um, a lot of times people just need to be heard a little bit. Like Josh said, frustrations come out, um, things happen. And, and when somebody is a little fatigued, sometimes frustrations become higher, right? And having having somebody there who's willing to, to listen, even if you don't have a solution, is always um, a helpful piece for, for anybody in our lives. Um, I think on, on the, the reverse end, too, for instructors, when they find themselves getting to that that point of maybe fatigue or frustration, it might be worth looking at, at some of their habits outside of work, too, right? Are they getting enough sleep? Um, are they you know, going straight home or are they spending a ton of social time, especially during those peak times? Are they taking care of their body, right? Are they um, doing a little bit of stretching or taking care of their feet, dry socks, all the things? Um, I know it's, it's all easy stuff to, to think about, but when it gets busy, it's it's really, um, it's really easy to let some of those things start to slip. So those are those times when it's really important for that, that self-care and making sure that you are setting yourself up for success to have um, great energy and um, 
excitement to, to move forward in the next day. And final question to all three of you again, but we're coming out of, we had winter break. We go into MLK. There's a little bit of a lull. We go right to presidents. There's a little bit of a lull and we go right into spring break and then it's end of season. So Josh, what are some things that you can say, let's say one little bit of advice to get through the coming six weeks ahead? Yeah, um, you know one of the, one of the key one of the top frustrations that I hear people mention when they're burning out is they're tired of teaching the same lesson over and over, and I find that such an interesting perspective because no lesson is the same, and it, it's a matter of looking at it. It's subtle, but it's a matter of looking at it. Uh, what are you teaching? Are you teaching content or are you teaching people? And the people likely change day in and day out. The environment, the the weather, the everything kind of shifts subtly day in, day out, where we are in the season. It's different in February than it is in March, and it's different in April again. And what you're really, what's constantly changing are the actual the people and the situation that you're working in if you recognize that no two lessons are the same you may be in the same location day in day out you may be teaching people who've never skied or ridden before but every single one of them is different than the last and when you start to see that then for me that really changed me uh and it made it so that the season didn't seem so overwhelming chris i i love josh's perspective on that and and you know making make like understanding that every lesson is unique even if it is uh if there are pieces of repetition that might be getting getting boring i think you can find those things within each lesson to keep them them fun and exciting that i, I love that perspective uh, i know for me kind of keeping things on the calendar that are that i'm looking forward to throughout the season is, is really helpful i know some instructors that take a february right before presidents you know they do a beach vacation or go somewhere and not like away from the snow to recharge um that's never been me but certainly having uh like i usually book a trip to silverton and and go uh get guided for a day get to be a customer for a day or two every season um have have things on the calendar in the future like national academy and rider rally in the spring inner ski this year there's always something down the road that i'm really looking forward to and those are those are motivations for self-care getting to bed on time stretching working out hot tub you know whatever it is whatever your self-care routine is those those things on the calendar that you're really looking forward to can be uh very very positive motivating elements for taking care of yourself and you know changing your socks and and uh and getting enough sleep at night so that you can kind of combat burnout on on the on the before it gets there zoe yeah yeah those are i mean gosh once again i'll i'll echo uh echo my teammates there that it's it's really um it's really great to kind of think about um all the different things that you can uh you can achieve like within the rest of the season you know you can plan some fun stuff um you can really influence a lot of different people right i think the biggest thing is just remembering why why we do this and a big part of that is to um share the passion for the sport with others and 
even though it might be your hundredth day on skis, it might be somebody's first experience at the mountain. And the opportunity to influence that sort of big moment um, is really what is so, so special for us and, and something that's so unique for us to get to do is to, to really introduce folks to the sport, to the environment, to the mountain. And um, so I always just say, remember that, you know, this might be a, a normal run of the mill day for you, but I promise you it is not for the person that you are with. So, um, you know, put, put yourself in their shoes a little bit and realize what a, what a pretty absolutely memorable experience you could give them and, and how special that is and how lucky we are to get to do that. Josh, some words of encouragement. It's, it's so well said. I just wanted I just wanted to jump <laughs> on that uh, because I remember this moment uh, when I was in New Zealand in 2005, and it was a long season down there. Uh, it had only snowed. It didn't snow more than three feet total for the winter. There were about three trails open for the entire season. So most of the uh, most of the, the ski area where I worked, it was uh, bare rock up above us and there was this one area this one patch that was a shadow and it had literally a patch of snow high up on the hill and the last day we were open i was teaching beginners it was easily in the 60s it was just slushy it was you know it was kind of it wasn't ideal and uh we're standing at the top of the beginner area and the ladies in my group i mean it hadn't snowed in over two months solid and she went wow did it snow last night (laughs) i said no what made you think it snowed last night she goes well there's that snow up on the mountain it's beautiful I've never seen anything like that. And I said, no, no, it didn't snow last night. Wow, you would really love it here if it snowed because everything is white. (laughs) She said, wow, that really, wow. Oh, I'm going to come back. (laughs) And it really dawned on me that moment that you were talking about, Zoe, of like, you know, it was however many days, you know, in the season for me, easily 100. and, um, And it was there first. And it was so clear um, that it really snapped me into their reality and, uh, you know, made it uh, made it a really interesting, a very memorable moment for sure. So, um, wow. but, yeah, just a <laughs> <laughs> thought to that. <laughs> I love that. Well, Chris, any last words to people to get us fired up for the next six weeks? I I love what Zoe was saying and as well. And and I think, you know, it is, it really comes back to why, why we do this. And and for me and for many others, we got into it because we loved skiing and snowboarding. And, and, um, and for me, it's, it stuck as a, as a passion for, for teaching and for connecting other people with, uh, with something that I, that I love. And, um, and, and when you can put yourself in those shoes and, and when you can, uh, contribute to somebody, wanting to do what we do wanting to move to the mountains wanting to get better at skiing and snowboarding like when you when you get to feel that like there there is it it makes all of the long days the long seasons totally worthwhile and it's why you know some of us continue the summer season down south or or look for places to coach and, and, and keep that keep that going is is helping others get better at sliding on snow and and yeah it's uh that makes it all worthwhile so 
Zoe, words of encouragement? Yeah, I mean, I think those those are those are some good ones, and um, you know, this is a this is a really unique industry that we work seasonally in, um, and so while some days feel long, we do have limited opportunity to really uh, seize the day. So um, enjoy the rest of the season, everybody, and and really uh, take advantage of of all the opportunities we have have at our fingertips out here. Josh, how about a few words of encouragement from you to wrap it up? Uh, a few words of encouragement. <laughs> um, you know, I think it's always helped me to realize any time that, that I'm feeling frustrated in any situation in work, that uh, I take a moment and I realize that I'm not alone. Um, and, um, and that helps me. That helps me realize that it's like, okay, I'm actually part of a larger team and that team is working together and each of us has our roles and our parts and my part's important regardless of whether it is uh is teaching little kids how to ski for their first time putting on gloves and helping get them dressed and all the details that are the reality of teaching little kids that i'm part of a team and you never know how big of an influence you're actually going to have on somebody um and you can have a, a huge impact on someone's life even though it doesn't feel like it so Chris Rogers, Zoe Mavis, Josh Fogg, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us about what I think is a very important topic. I really appreciate it. Thanks, George. Yeah, thanks for having us. Happy to be here. Thanks. From the PSI ASI Studios in Lakewood, Colorado, I'm George Thomas.